it's like um, if he sees his shadow. Yeah. What does that mean? Well, if he sees his shadow, does it sure more? Winter. Oh hey. Oh. Oh, we didn't see you there. Hi. Hi. We were just talking about just Groundhog's chatting. Day. Sorry. Sorry out there, listeners. We were in the middle of our own conversation Very good when the conversation podcast about started. We're just talking about Groundhog's Day. Yeah. Welcome to talking about our beautiful savior number seventy-one, Groundhog's Day edition. <laughs> Not the ninety-three movie starring Bill Murray and Andy McDowell, but the actual Groundhog's Day. Yep. So, do you know, like, what if the Groundhog sees a shadow? Is it six more? The only reason I know anything about Groundhog's Day is because of Mrs. Sue Taylor. She loves Groundhog's Day. She does. At least that's the impression I get. <laughs> they always do a Groundhog's Day art project. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like they have like little trinkets and stuff. Um, and I've also seen that movie. Have you really? By I have yes with you. Mm-hmm. Um, Ned Ryerson. <laughs> I just love Bill Murray so much. Do you really? Yeah. What's your favorite Bill Murray performance? Um, I mean, there's okay. Can you? I'm going to be that guy. Okay. Can you name five Bill Murray movies? Yes. So Ghostbusters. Other than Groundhog's Day. So, so what's one? Ghostbusters. And then there's um, the one with the, sh- the the ocean. Titanic. No. <laughs> the one with the ocean. He's uh, on He's on like a boat with his, or he lives on the I just want to say Titanic against no. so bad, but you've already said that's not it. Um, and then there's. Oh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Like four. No, really? You're talking no. about the Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's like four Wes Anderson films. Well, what you got to name them? What are they? I'm not good at names. Royal Tenenbaums. Yes. Um, and then like I don't know, probably a ton more. Rushmore. Yeah, Rushmore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then then uh, Zombieland. Yeah, mm-hmm. true. Look at you. You you do like Bill Murray, didn't I you? I love Bill Murray. He yeah. actually is. My what's so actor. What's so appealing about him? I don't know. His, um... His certain je ne sais quoi. His presence. Is the French say? <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. His, he has a presence about him that's just, like, you just feel happy. Yeah. I, you know, I really liked him in Titanic. I thought he was really Oh, good. my goodness. <laughs> As the iceberg. <laughs> he, he just has, like, this, like, like, charm, mm-hmm. but also, like, he, he is disarming. Mm-hmm. And silly, but serious and confident, but like kind. Like he's very kind. I uh, my favorite. I think he's really good at <laughs> delivering lines too. My favorite, <laughs> my favorite line that he delivered, and this is serious. Okay. My favorite line is when he goes, "I'm Jack from Titanic, and I'm king of the world." <laughs> oh, I I don't recall him saying that in that movie. Yeah, this <clears throat> is my favorite role of his. <laughs> It's been a while since I've seen it. So. Been a while. Uh, all right. Let's, so from the river to the mountain, <laughs> we're still in that series. Authority mm-hmm. to forgive sins. So yes. last week was like authority, absolute authority. Mm-hmm. I got to preach on Jesus kicking a demon out of a person. Yep. Still the authority idea, but the authority to forgive, to forgive sins. sins. Our Sunday school lesson is called the thankful one. Ooh. Don't look. What is it about the thankful one? Who was thankful? Oh, well, when the ten lepers. Yes. And the one, the, the one, one leper guy. came back. Yeah. Yep. So ten lepers approached Jesus as he traveled, and they begged for mercy. What do you know about leprosy? Well, if you had leprosy, it was um, you were pretty much doomed because there wasn't any way to, like, cu- like cure it. Yeah, there was no um, cure. You had to live apart from your community, your family. Mm-hmm. So like you were, uh, yeah. you know, an outsider now. Um, 
and it was very painful. Leprosy is extremely yeah. painful. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're very contagious. So, like, it's just a very, very miserable. Yeah. It's a skin disease. Um, degenerative, I believe. And when you're growing up, didn't you think, like, anybody that had leprosy would lose, like, a limb? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think that's how we were often, like... But I think that was just, like, kind of a kid thing. Like, oh, you get leprosy. like you Your hand turns white. Yeah. Like, but that's not necessarily the case. Um, well, it's not like everybody that had leprosy lost an arm or a leg or something like so that. like back then it wasn't uh like no i mean it was sentence. really it was really serious but yeah. it wasn't like i just i think when you're a kid you have these caricatures of some yeah. of these things from the bible because they get your attention <laughs> and it just becomes like this one specific case is like how it always is yeah so yeah it was really painful and it was really contagious mm-hmm. and you know they obviously didn't have the medical abilities that we have today and they to had to yell unclean like when someone was around yeah so i mean it's the physical pain of it was awful but yeah, the emotional toll it took too, because you're away from your family and you're pretty much like, you know, well, I'm never going to see my family again because if I'm come up to them, I could give them this you know, same awful yeah. disease. So you're living in a leper colony with mm-hmm. other people that are going through the same thing. So you just think about the depression that would be part of, of this. Um, so yeah, having to yell out when someone is around the shame of that too. Right. You know, please don't come near me for your sake. That's you know. heartbreaking. Yeah. Uh, so they address Jesus as master, which means what? Master? Mm-hmm. Um, Why? Do, so I'm, the question is, uh, no, I mean, not. I didn't phrase that rabbi. well. What, is, what are they implying oh, by calling him master? They believe that he is the Messiah. At the very least, they believe he has power. Yeah. Right? They believe they have faith to believe they could be healed. Whether they believe he's the Messiah or not is a different story. Okay. But certainly they believe in his no ability did. to heal. Maybe. So Jesus sends them to the priest. He doesn't heal them directly. Yeah. He doesn't say, look down at your hand. And You're cured. <laughs> he says, go show yourself to the priest, which was part of the job that the priest had back in these times. Yep. Was to examine someone and see if they were clean or unclean at this point. And while they're on their way, they get they get healed. So I think, did they have some doubts as they left Jesus? Yeah, they were like, what are we doing? Like, mm-hmm. we're, we're going to see the priest right now? Like, yeah. this is a... It's funny the different ways God heals people in the Bible. Um, we were just, I was just at a conference a couple of weeks ago, and it was the, one of the main things was about baptism. And the presenter was talking about Naaman and how you know, he was this um, foreign military leader. And his, one of his servant girls convinces him to go to Israel because um, Elisha is there. And Elisha doesn't even open the door for him all the way, essentially. He's just like, go wash yourself in the Jordan River. Yeah. And it's like, this is stupid. <laughs> right. And Jordan River's gross and dirty. That's mm-hmm. a paraphrase. He doesn't literally say oh, okay. that. He says the, the, the rivers of you know, Abana and Farpar oh. in my own country are like <clears throat> so sick, like so awesome. And the Jordan's like so. What would uh, what would the kids say today? The Jordan River's so mid, is what um, the name you, says. That's a thing. Yeah, mid? mid. If something is not like it's like a pretty big insult. Like it's not even bad enough to like draw your. Like, know, disappointment. Right, you don't even open it's the like, door for him. It's it's mid. It's not it's <clears throat> oh, not good. Man. It's not really bad. It's not worth your time. It's just mid. Oh. So that's what Nehemiah says essentially in the twenty twenty four translation. It's like the Jordan River's mid. And Abana and Farpar are oh man, what would they say? Superior. No. Why, why did you say that like that? Because <laughs> I'm trying you know, to be a teenager. Yeah, yeah, that's the kids are all doing like kick flips on their skateboard and the other yeah. kids are like, that was superior. <laughs> 
You said it like those gray poupons. I mean, that's, I, that's how I talk when I was 15. Pardon me. Do you have any gray poupons? <laughs> Do you know what that is? No, you didn't. You don't know well, what that is because you didn't have a TV. I did not have a TV, but I did have a neighbor or a friend of the family who would ask who was people in that, that commercial? in their car. <laughs> no, they would. That was like a pretty great stop practical joke at back a in grade school. And yeah. they would put their window down and ask if they had Pardon any gray me. Poupon. Do you have any gray poupons? And the other, like, the other adult would be like, why is this child wasting my time? Stop like. No, this was an adult oh. that I hung out with. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's a family friend. Who was it? Um, mm, Sue Wainwright <laughs> <laughs> or Tammy Wainwright. I think oh, it was no, Tammy. It's it was great, Tammy. It's pretty great joke either way. Back to the story. Uh, so <clears> the, <throat> the guys do go, and all ten of them are healed, and only one returns to thank Jesus. Yeah. Were they all grateful? Um, so, I mean, I, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't read the story in a little while, so the details mm-hmm. are a little vague for me, but, um, they just, they were just so focused in on, um, I'm healed, I'm going to the priest right now yeah. to show him, and then I'm free, yeah. rather than, <clears throat> I am healed, mm-hmm. oh my goodness gracious, like, Jesus did this for us. It's hard to imagine they weren't grateful, right? They yeah. must have been grateful, but mm-hmm. their gratitude wasn't necessarily directed toward the person who right. healed them. So just a general sense of gratitude versus a gratitude toward Jesus. Yeah. Like, this is an awesome thing. I'm sure they were happy, but pointing back to the source of the miracle. Yeah. And so I, I don't even know, like, if you would call it gratitude. I mean, they were joyful and celebrating, but, like, yeah, they didn't recognize the... I don't know. I think it's like today. So I'll jump into some of the applications here. You know, so people will get a promotion and they'll post about it on social media. And this this was a couple of years ago. I don't know that people do this so much anymore, but they're like hashtag blessed. And so this general sense of gratitude. But if you ask them like, well, to whom is that gratitude directed? They would be like, I don't know. So like just a general sense yeah. of like humility or at least like pretended humility. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed. This I didn't necessarily think I was going to get this thing and now I did so I feel mm-hmm. thankful and I think a lot of people on Thanksgiving demonstrate gratitude without really directing it in any source it's just yeah I'm grateful and sometimes they'll say things like well it's the universe and that the you know fate or whatever it is so I think you can be generically grateful for something without Kinda. really being um specific about whom yeah. deserves your gratitude or receives it yeah so one guy comes back, what's special? Why is it extra well, special that this one guy came back? He was the only one amongst them that was a Samaritan. Mm-hmm. And just to kind of recap, why, why did the Samaritans and the Jews not get along? Well, the Samaritans were resettled in the land of Israel after the exile. And so they were they kind of took the spot of the Israelites who had been gone. And when they came back, things just did not go well. And that went on for hundreds of years. The Israelites and Samaritans did not get along. So Jesus sends the Samaritan on the way with a recognition of his faith. And he does express some disappointment that the other nine, you know, we're not all ten cleansed, is what he says. Basically, like, weren't they all healed? Shouldn't they all be back here directing their gratitude to me? So applications, we already talked a little bit about just generic gratitude. Um, The note I have here, we are typically very good at asking God for help when we need something, right? Mm -hmm. It's typically the prayer of Thanksgiving, we forget. 
So I think we can really identify with these nine people that are healed. Like, this is awesome. This thing went the way that I wanted it to go. Hooray, hooray. This is amazing. And what gets lost in the shuffle of that joy and excitement is often the prayer, like, thank you, God, for I prayed yeah. and you gave it to me. And I don't deserve this. And yeah, you gave I it don't to deserve me. it. There was no reason for you to give this to me other than but your you love. Did. So I think I've sometimes think about my prayer life in the pie chart <laughs> compared to, you know, when we teach prayer in catechism or Bible information class, we'll talk about balanced prayers. Mm-hmm. And the acronym is ACTS. So adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. Adoration, praising God in prayers. Confession, confessing your sins. Thanking God for prayers. And supplication, just asking God for prayers. Mm -hmm. And I think about a pie chart of those four things. What's the biggest chunk of pie? It's probably supplication. Most of my prayers are asking God for something, which is not bad um, Mm -hmm. to ask God for something. You know, Psalm 50, 15, call upon me in the day of trouble. I will Mm -hmm. deliver you and you will honor me. But I forget about the honor me part. So I want that sliver of thankfulness, the T in that acronym, I want that to grow. And only God is the one who can do that. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's my prayer. My another prayer of supplication (laughs) to God. Add one more thing onto his plate. Some spiritual supplication. Yeah, help me be grateful. When when you give me the things that I want or when you don't give me the things that I want, help me be grateful. Mm -hmm. Um. Another note here, the message of the gospel breaks down racial barriers. I think that's that's a, an important point to make, that yeah. the Samaritans and the Jews really did not get along. And they were you know, different nationalities, and, and that for God, God didn't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, God didn't care what nation they were from. And that's what did this guy. Yeah, he just, this is my Savior. It doesn't matter yeah. that he's Jewish and I am Samaritan. I just, mm-hmm. I trust him. And not get along is a very mild way to put it. Yeah, I mean, it was awful. The the ways that I've heard Samaritans and Jews, their relationship described before in, in commentaries is like um, gang warfare, like you know, two gangs that have their area that mm-hmm. they fight for. You know, the Jews and Samaritans were kind of fiercely protective of their, their areas as well. And then the last item, uh, God teaches us to trust in him. Our faith is exercised when we have to wait for something. Yeah. So these 10 guys had to wait. To mm-hmm. be healed, but God, you know, came through. So oftentimes God doesn't give us what we want when we want. Sometimes he gives us what we want later down the road, or sometimes never at all. Mm-hmm. And that is always an opportunity to trust. Yep. Anything else there? Um, I just, it makes us better at being grateful when we do have to wait for mm-hmm. stuff. Um, like, man, and if you're, so gratitude is like the best, it's such a great gift to be given, like, if you were able to be trained in gratitude, you mm-hmm. know, like grown in gratitude, um, because it makes your life happy. Like you could have a miserable life, but be very grateful yeah. and you have a happy life. Yeah, I think so. What the opposite of gratitude is probably entitlement. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think in the times in your life when you wrestle with entitlement, are probably the most miserable points of right. your life because yep. you're never content. You're never like, it's always like, oh, this should be better than it is. Like, yeah. think of who I am. Think of how hard I've worked. You know, these people don't respect me. Or like everyone Those, else gets. Yeah, yeah, everybody else gets. So it's just a very negative experience because mm-hmm. it's all, you're you're discontent with what your life looks like and you're kind of looking at the people around you like, most clowns don't deserve what they have. <laughs> As opposed to gratitude, it's just like, yeah. I don't deserve this. No, thing. So right. whatever I have yeah. is a blessing. It's amazing. Yeah, I don't. I'm not coming from a place of, like, I've had it all and I want more. I'm coming from a place of, like, I don't deserve anything. Mm-hmm. So anything is a gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes life so happy. 
Um, okay, let's go on to 2 Corinthians 1. So again, the, the theme is authority to forgive sins. So the context of 2 Corinthians 1, our second lesson, is Paul is kind of having to defend himself in Corinth. Uh, we went through the book of 2 Corinthians in Bible class a couple of months ago. Well, it was a long time ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. It was a long time ago. Time flies, huh? <laughs> We're having so much fun. Now we're just Ground having, on we're day just already. Fun. It's Groundhog Day again, yeah. <laughs> Ned Ryerson? Um, <laughs> So, I mean, the, the, this like, issue, he had told them he was coming to Corinth, and then his, he got delayed. Mm-hmm. And so some of the accusations against Paul kind of rising up in Corinth were like, you can't trust this guy. Yeah. He's just another one of these so you know, guys that's wants your money and is unreliable, and he's kind of a con artist. And so Paul's kind of having to explain, like, no, I wanted to be there, but then I got held up. Like, I, I wanted to go, but I, I, I couldn't go there right away. There are other things that need to do attending to. And also, I didn't think it was good for me to come to Corinth right now. The Holy Spirit was doing his work among you, and I was waiting. So that's context of this, is him explaining why he didn't come to see them when he originally said that he would. So the, the first verse says, As surely as God is faithful, our message to you is not yes and no, in quotes, yes and no. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who is preached among you by us, by me and Silas and Timothy, was not yes and no, but in him it has always been Yes. So he's saying, like, it, the message we preach to you is not, has never been wishy-washy. It's never been like, well, maybe this, maybe that. It's always been, yes, firm and solid. So what's his main concern? Well, I mean, so as he's talk, he's defending himself, what's the first thing he talks about? Well, um, he, I mean, he wants them to be able to trust his message. Yeah. Like, so he's, he's bringing this message. It's truth. way less about himself. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I need you to know that I'm a good person. Right, no, that's, it, yeah, absolutely not. It's the gospel. Like, yeah. I came and preached you the gospel, so you need to, you need to know the way things you went down so that I'm you can saying. trust the message yeah. I shared with you. So for no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Verse 20 is great. You know, how many promises God has made? I mean, yeah. it, it'd be hard to kind of quantify, count how many promises God Impossible. has made in the Bible. And yet all of them in Jesus are, are yes. Mm-hmm. That Romans 8 concept, if God is for us, who can be against us? You know, if, if God uh, didn't hesitate to give up his only son, how will he not, along with him, graciously give us all things? Yes. So the top of the top is Jesus as our Savior. Everything underneath that is way less just, important. Um, and just, uh, oh, Never mind. So, I mean, the hierarchy of promises, the top is Jesus yeah. coming to give his life for us. So if Jesus, incredible. if God kept that promise in Jesus to, you know, rescue us from our sins, is it really a stretch to say that he'll provide food for us and give no. us what we need each day? It's not. Would. So every promise is, quote unquote, yes in mm-hmm. Christ. What does amen mean? Uh, yes, it shall be so. Mm-hmm. So through him, through Jesus, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. So Paul's saying, we you know, believe. because of Jesus, we believe. Whatever promise God makes to us, no matter how wacky and unbelievable it is, <laughs> yep. no matter how undeserved it is, we mm-hmm. say, amen. Yep. Yes, and it shall be so. Yes. Because we know in Jesus, God will keep his promise. So just that, that authority idea is here that, I mean, I, I think I was going, we were teaching catechism. I was teaching catechism on, on uh, Monday night. And talking about how hard God's promises are to believe sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I said the chief one, I think, to, to the difficult one to believe in is that we're forgiven by grace alone. And in Jesus, that promise is yes. Yeah. And so as we look at the cross and the empty tomb, we can say, amen. Yeah, it's amen. true. I am loved and forgiven. And then the last two verses, it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us, set a seal of ownership on us, and put a spirit in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. When they anointed someone in the Old Testament, what did they do? Uh, they would pour oil on their head. Yeah. 
<coughs> sweet smelling oil. Um, drip down to their beard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> when were you and I anointed? Um, baptism. At well, our baptism. Yeah, baptism. Yeah. So God anoints us in baptism. He, put, he sets a seal of ownership on us, which is great. You know that we bear God's name. God says this one belongs to me, and then He puts our spirit, His spirit, in our hearts as a deposit. What do you think that means? Um, it, like, hold on to this. You know that this is, this is the proof that you're gonna be. Uh, that that I'm here. I'm yours. Mm-hmm. You're mine. And in that, the fact that God has given us the Holy Spirit and given us faith, the guarantee of what is to come, what's to come? Uh, eternal life. Yeah. So the fact that God has given us the Holy Spirit, we believe in him, is intended to be not only just comforting and really important, but also a guarantee that, yeah, we're going to be in heaven one day. Mm-hmm. God gave us the Holy Spirit to give us faith in Jesus Christ, and that is a guarantee that one day we'll be in heaven with yeah. him. So the whole, the main concept here is certainty. God is not wishy-washy. He doesn't tell us like, you know, maybe I'll do this, maybe I won't. It's all firm yes or firm no. And it's all, you know, the Holy Spirit is just that added seal and anointing and deposit saying, you know, you can trust this. You're going to be in heaven one day, no matter how hard it is to believe. Think back to the promises God made and how he's kept every one of them. Mm -hmm. He's going to keep this one too. Yeah. And like to have that knowledge and faith, like as you go throughout your life, it just like, man, because... We, you know, nothing in this world is ever feels stable, mm-hmm. and we get to live with that as our, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's really, really, really important. What you just said. I think you get used to being let down by people. Mm-hmm. Sometimes because they're being mean. Sometimes just because they're human and they can't right. keep their promise. Like let down by yourself too. Yeah, uh, things fall apart. Yeah. Remember reading that? But you have to read that book in school. Things uh-uh. fall apart by Junior it's a good book. It's very sad, though. You read the whole book? Yeah. I don't remember. Who was wow. my teacher? Impressive. I don't know. It was good. It was hard read, but it was good. Oh, you good. read it in college? Mm-hmm. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, just you get used to things going poorly, right? Right. We took our van in um, <laughs> at the end of December. Two months ago. Yeah. Because, <laughs> Feels like anyway. Yeah, because the windshield wipers wouldn't stop going on. Like, a bunch of the stuff on the dashboard wouldn't the work. The lights went gone. And, you know, we, we got it to... The the place mm-hmm. where we take you know any any like vehicle we need that has your hand controls and stuff we take it to the same place mm-hmm. and like once you get it there and drop it off it's like <laughs> yeah good. yep Whew. they'll take care take of it care now of it. you know we have to pay some money <laughs> and then we called back like three weeks later like hey what's uh, going on with the van they're like oh yeah that we don't know. <laughs> Okay. But you owe us this amount of money, and <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. we still don't have a solution for <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah, it's uh, an extravagant amount of money. We don't really know what's going on with it. Um, but if you could come pick it up and get it out of the way, thank you. <laughs> okay. But I mean, that's just like how life works, you know. Right. I, yeah. I, like not yep. to be overly depressing or cynical. Like I think you and I both really enjoy life and are happy people mm-hmm. it's just but good to be yeah realistic. it's good to be realistic that yeah. yeah the world breaks falls apart people can't do what they say they're going to do but that's god is not but, like that right no so don't ever treat god the way that you treat people or earthly circumstances like maybe he'll come through maybe he won't there's no there's no doubt no yeah there's a hundred percent certainty that god will do that he says he's going to do mm-hmm. what he's going to do and it's so silly that you and i and everybody else would ever doubt right do and god god spends sections like this using apostle paul saying like i'm going to do it I'm yep. going to do it. When you think I'm not going to do it, I'm going to mm-hmm. do it. Yep. So it's good to be reminded of that because we, we, we want to treat God the way we treat people. 
And that's just not fair to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anything else there? Nope. When do you think our van will be fixed? It's sitting in our driveway right now, and it's... Um, I think this summer. You think this summer? Maybe we'll get it back, yeah. What do you think? I'm just... No, top of my head here. We cut out the bottom of the van, <laughs> and I push it Flintstone style with my feet. <laughs> I train the boys that we all, if we all coordinate, we all slow it down together. We go to the big drive-in movie theater, put a big dinosaur, <laughs> T-River, what is that, uh, T-Bone on the side that tips over. You know what I'm talking about. You've never seen Flintstones. I No, I have, I have seen the opening scene of Flintstones. Oh, the, yeah, the... Scooby Flintstones. <laughs> oh, I forgot yeah. the famous the, the famous part the famous part of the Flintstones <laughs> theme song where they Scooby Dooby Doo. Oh no, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I forgot about the like it falling over. I forgot about that. I used to do a really good Shaggy impression. Remember that? Did you? You don't remember that? No. That hurts my feelings. You don't remember that in college? I could oh, do Shaggy. Shaggy. I'm. You did a good Shaggy the singer impression. <laughs> <laughs> That's. That is what I think of when you, (laughs) yeah, you were really good at that. (laughs) I don't remember that. I was thinking Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Oh. Like. I I don't think you ever did that for me, I don't want to do it right now because it's going to be disappointing, but Uh it's like, we got to get out of here, like, no. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. That was a good use of time. (laughs) Let's go to the gospel, Mark 2. Uh, this is, again, Jesus showing his, his authority to forgive sins by doing a miracle, similar mm-hmm. to last week. So a few days later, Jesus again entered Capernaum. The people heard that he had come home. They gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door, and he preached the word to them. Some men came, bringing to him a paralyzed man carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it and then lowered the mat the man was lying on. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, Why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Stop there. So God God can forgive sins. God can forgive sins, <laughs> but... Um, so... How do you feel about the men bringing the their friend, their paralyzed friend, to Jesus? Um, man, those guys are awesome. Uh, they really loved their friend, and they they really believed that Jesus could and would heal him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I or that it was even worth it was worth all this work, all this effort. Because mm-hmm. that's like hard work to. Like, it is. Yeah, this has been a Sunday school lesson before, and I remember us. Uh, commenting on that like their determination like mm-hmm. no if we're going to get our friend to jesus mm-hmm. and you just think these are really good friends and you think how the paralyzed man would have felt like man my friends really love me mm-hmm. or really helping me through my this. um one of my dear friends mandy mullenhauer comes to mind when i oh yeah <laughs> we we were at um mlc mm-hmm. and like everyone else graduated but we we wanted to do an additional year uh and it was like a really bad snowstorm mm-hmm. and she is very tiny yeah. But she gave me a piggyback ride to the cafeteria. <laughs> yes. Mandy is very small, yeah. but she, she carried was, you. Su- yeah, that was, she was a champ. Determined. Mm-hmm. Mandy is determined. Yes. Yeah. Shout out to Mandy Moldenhauer. Thanks, Mandy. Um, so Jesus, the, the faith, you know, the love of Jesus, um, immediately announcing to this man his sins are forgiven. You know, that this is his greatest need. You know, does yeah. does this man know that his son's sins need to be forgiven or not? We we don't know, but that's but, the very I first mean, thing Jesus says to him. Yeah. yeah, son, your sins are forgiven. Um, so the 
the teachers the law, why do they claim Jesus is blaspheming? Because he's doing something only God can do. Which is forgive sins. Right. Right. So, and that is accurate. Only mm-hmm. God can forgive sins. Yeah, I think the way Pastor Wester will describe that in Bible information class is he'll say something like, and if I'm in there, usually he'll use me. Like, what if I, if I were leaving class that night and I drive my car into somebody else's car and, like, you know, rear-end them and cause, you know, a bunch of damage. And then Pastor Wester comes out and he's like, oh, it's fine. You know, Pastor Growth, you can go along your way. Like, it's, it's okay, don't worry about it. And just sends me along my way. That, why would that be wrong? Why would or wouldn't? Why would it be wrong that, you know, I've just damaged someone's car and Pastor Wester tells me it's fine, you can go. Oh, on. because, like, that's not his business. Like, no, it's not. <laughs> that's the, the whoever's stay, car that is. I should is. stay and, and figure out the situation, <laughs> yeah. right? So who can forgive someone else's sins? Who can who can The one who that? was yeah, God sinned is. against. Yeah, so only, yeah, you would think that it would only be okay if the other person was like, yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. And even then, you know, a good thing to do would be like, I'm going to pay for your, the damage your car anyway. But to forgive the bad thing that someone has done to someone else that you had no part in, only God can do that. Right. And that's what, you know, the, these people realize. So sometimes the, the accusation is made that Jesus never claimed to be God, which is really it's foolish. Yeah. Because you read the gospel, clearly they're understanding Jesus to be claiming to be God. Right. I mean, that's why they had him executed. Mm-hmm. So they're questioning his authority to forgive sins, right? Immediately, Jesus knew in his spirit that this is what they were thinking in their hearts, and he said to them, why are you thinking these things? Which probably was a little stunning yeah. to these teachers of the law. Also, like, something only God can do yeah, is this read guy minds. Just read our thoughts. Yeah. Hmm. What do you think they thought about after that? You just try to keep your mind blank after that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> meat. I'm just thinking about meat. Uh, nothing else but how hungry I am. Uh, so he, he calls him out and he says, which is easier to say to this paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up, take your mat and walk? Which of those things would be easier to say? Well, I mean, it would be easier to say, get up and walk. But that's that hard. Well, because who can forgive sins? Well, that's the right answer. I mean, <laughs> but oh, I mean, okay. which, I mean, that he's kind of showing them, which um, is easier to say to this person. Right. Oh, because, like, I could just say that thing. and I can say oh, your sure, sins are forgiven. True. And how would you know? Like, there'd be no way. Right. But if I tell someone, get up and walk. And they did. They better be able to get up and walk. Right. Because if I look at someone in this situation and say, get up and walk, that's super mean. Yeah. If I don't have well, the ability to Well, and pretty embarrassing, too. Like, embarrassing, too. Yeah. Aren't. Exactly. Shameful. So he did both. So he's saying, you know, which which of these is easier to say? Obviously, it's easier to say sins are forgiven because you couldn't check. Right. But so you know that I have the authority to forgive sins. I'm about to heal this man. Uh, I want you to know the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he makes it as blunt as that. He said to the man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. He got up, took his mat, and walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone, and they praised God, saying, we have never seen anything like this. And words would spread like rapid fire. Yes. I mean, this is... He was a, already very popular. At the end of Mark chapter 1, uh, Jesus heals Peter's mother-in-law and then heals all the sick in Capernaum. And just, yeah, he's, he's building a reputation. It happened at the end of uh, the previous gospel text when he you know, drove that demon out. And just people are starting to realize this guy There's is something, something special. Yeah. And the Jewish leaders, unfortunately, just burrow further into their stubbornness right. and rejection. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the... The most attention-getting thing in this section is the healing. Mm-hmm. But what merits most of our attention? 
the forgiveness. Yeah, the forgiveness. The and the authority thing, to the forgive. The first thing Jesus did by forgiving yeah. this man's sins. So that's, it's interesting that, you know, that's the point God wants us to take from this. Mm -hmm. It's not Jesus is really powerful, although that is an important point for proving that he can forgive sins. But the most important thing he wants us to know is that this powerful Messiah came to this world to announce that our sins are forgiven. Well, and that, like, that, because, that's part of, like, why it's so gratitude knowing that our sins are forgiven mm -hmm. that makes everything better that makes yeah. all of life yeah. like better because i none of the other stuff is as important as that mm -hmm. like it's so and it's also like why the faith healing churches are so frustrating yeah. other than it just being false teaching it's like Okay, so you heal this paralyzed man. He's still going to die one day. Right. And face judgment. You haven't fixed anything. You've made for his him. life better here in this earth, and that is a wonderful blessing. But, but you haven't taken care of his real problem, right. which is sin. Yeah. So for a faith healer to like get up there and wave their, you know, Hands. jacket around the one guy Benny <laughs> Hanna oh, used jacket. to used to take his suit coat off and wave it around to uh -oh. people, and they'd fall over and be you know, oh. killed or whatever. But to not tie it back to Jesus and forgiveness is right. insulting and awful. Yeah. So it's not the miracle. The miracle is a means to an end. The miracle is to prove that he can forgive sins. Right. And so when we think about miracles in the Bible, so often we tie it back to like, okay, when I'm in, in danger, it's nice to know that Jesus can take care of me. Right. Which is 100% true. The miracles, that is a sub point of yes. the miracles to show us that, yes, when we're afraid, Jesus can take care of us. Yes. But if that's all we think about, we are missing the point. Absolutely. The main point of those miracles is to show that, yes, he has the authority to forgive sins. Mm hmm all right, uh, you want to read the song there? Yes. Come behold the wondrous mystery in the dawning of the king. He, the theme of heaven's praises, robed in frail humanity. In our lo longing, in our darkness, now the light of life has come. Look to Christ, who condescended, took on flesh to ransom us. They have a phrase in there? This uh, is a new one in our hymnal. Well, Blue hymnal, which is I, now I very much, um, I use that phrase of like, he took on flesh. Mm -hmm. um, so I love the use of that. And like, we get to look to Christ as in like, look to this, you know, look up, like keep your chin up. And then it's like, because our God condescended, like he yeah. came down. Mm -hmm. um, and like, it puts you in your place in like a, that good way that's yeah. like it's a relief mm -hmm. um yeah the contrast there the theme of heaven's praises robed in frail humanity so the someone's so magnificent that heaven yeah the hosts of heaven would praise them now it takes on frail humanity mm -hmm. is is amazing uh, that third line too the i don't know longing in our darkness the light of life has come i really appreciate the the answer there to our longing to our darkness Okay, final question. What happens when we consider the rights God has in regard to sin? So what I mean by that, when you consider what God could do because of our sin. And, yeah. What happens? I mean, it's just, you're filled with awe and, like, gratitude. Mm -hmm. I mean, just like, oh, I'm speechless. Because, like, God, God shouldn't have done that, but he did that. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't deserve it. Yeah. So the adult Bible class lesson for this Sunday that I'm working on, you know, Jesus God, or God gives them the Ten Commandments and the extra regulations, and then he invites the leaders in Moses up to have a meal with him. Yeah. And they're in God's presence, and it, but it says God did not lift his hand against them. 
and you think like God is not, <laughs> God's not up there like and it's and thinking to himself and it was everything was good from there on out. <laughs> Nothing ever bad would happen. Oh. Just a bunch of us best friends up here. <laughs> I am so glad nothing bad will ever happen and they'll never make a golden cap. Like God brings them up into yeah. the meal fully it's aware. So gracious. Fully aware that Moses isn't going to make it to the promised land because yep. he will disobey him. Fully aware mm-hmm. that you know he's going to send these leaders back down the mountain. Moses is going to stay up there for 40 days. And when he comes back down, it'll be to confront Israel about the... The golden calf. After they've just said Idol twice, worship. God has said, "Here's the law," and Israel says, "As Ooh. one, we will do everything He's commanded us." And that lasts for no. a month and ten days. Yeah. And then they, you know, break these commands in just the most outright, despicable mm-hmm. way. So the fact that God brings them into His presence, knowing all that, is amazing. Yeah. You know, it's just He's that so good. He He doesn't treat us the way that we deserve. And mm-hmm. again, it just brings out how crazy it is that we'd ever be upset at God. Right. It's it's. It's the craziest thing in the world that you and I could ever look at God and be like, but you're not doing what I want. Yeah, it's absurd. (laughs) The Israelite leaders are up having a meal with God, and he somehow dimmed his holy glory so that they can be there and not die. Yeah. Um, So one of the strategies that um, I have helped one of our boys um, take on when Mm -hmm. he has, like, homework or, like, in a spelling test or something, if it's like just if he's discouraged and he feels like um, he'll never be able to get it, or he's like, mm-hmm. you know, oh, I just I should give up. Um, the first question he's supposed to ask himself is, "How good is my God?" And he, and then of course, like he's so good, he's so good. Mm-hmm. And then like you can relax because yeah. like I've got a good God. Yeah, no, that's I really can, good strategy. I can I can take this spelling test regardless of where I'm at with it. And be okay. The younger one, meanwhile, <laughs> got in trouble on Monday uh, at school. Had a rough day. And to, I mean, it was to his credit when we came home and talked to him. He immediately was like, "Yeah, I was wrong. I, you know, I didn't." And what did he volunteer to do? Uh, well, he went into his um, piggy bank. Opened, opened and, his piggy bank. Got uh, a dollar. Got a dollar out. His only dollar. His only he dollar like left. To do chores to earn any money. <laughs> Took his dollar and he said, I'm going to give this to my teacher. Yeah. Um, which initially seemed like I'm going to you know, pay her off. You know, well, so that's, what he upset, w- that's but, where he was going with it, Alex. But then you had to talk but about I, him. We were able to frame it in a different way. Yeah, so the dollar was to show her that he was really sorry. We didn't make him do well, that. That was his own idea. Yeah, no, we didn't. So he he got a, it back, though. He wrote a note, gave her a dollar, and then last night he got the dollar back. He did. Before the grade school basketball game and bought chips with and them. he got it back from his teacher because she saw his hard work yeah mm-hmm. so, so powerful and lesson. can i tell you the frame work where we put it in so you had to work really hard for that dollar mm-hmm. you had to do a chore yeah. <laughs> and it was so hard um but you didn't work hard on this class assignment mm-hmm. so now you're gonna give that to your teacher as a way to show her you do take this seriously you you want to work hard. Mm-hmm. And then there he goes and does it. He works yeah. hard. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of fun to watch that progress and just yeah. to watch their spiritual lines develop and they yeah. gain perspective and, and things like that. But yeah, so just the, the answer to the question, we we see what God should do to us, what he could do, and the fact that he uses that authority not to obliterate us but to forgive Save sins us. is amazing. Yeah. And also we can be with him in heaven. Yeah. All that. 
mm-hmm. just so he could be with us. Like, that's his reason. All right. We started talking about movies, but I hadn't thought we were going to do that. But I, it's funny that it worked out this way. So we're going to finish with a quiz. Can you guess the movie based on a quote? So I'll give you a quote, and you have to guess the movie. Okay. Do you want multiple choice, or do you want me to just give you the quote? Give me the quote, and then if I need multiple choice, okay. go for it. To infinity and beyond. Uh, Tim, Tim Allen, mm-hmm. um, Toy Story. You got it. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Uh, Home Alone. Oh, man, two for two. Life is like a box of chocolates. Forrest Gump. Wow, three for three. I'm gonna do my best impression. I am impressed. I am impressed. I know. By this. I thought I, I didn't never get the. <laughs> I'll make him an offer he can't refuse. Do it again. I'll make him an offer he can't refuse. That's a terrible impression. <laughs> uh, is that Sylvester Stallone? Uh, no, it's The Godfather. I was That's doing an impression what, of Marlon Brando. Yeah, I actually knew that. I didn't actually. But All right, two more. Good morning, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. What? This is like my favorite movie for much of like 7th and 8th grade. 7th and 8th grade? Was it new at the, that point? Yes, I think so. Is that Jim Carrey speaking? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? The Truman Show? Yes, Carrey. Whoa! All right. Okay, let's do two more. I'm sorry. I see dead people. Oh. Sixth Sense. No, that's also Toy Story. Stop it. <laughs> Last one. Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? <laughs> yes. Um. Uh, uh. Harrison Ford. Yes. The temp. The the Temple of Doom or no it's, the first one. Yeah. What's the first one called? Um. The. Give me a clue. Uh, it rhymes with Baiters of the Bossed Bark. <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> you did it. Oh, I really wish I would have had confetti I got in so here. Many I, I know. I really you're like myself. a real movie buff. Mm-hmm. You're a real Siskel After all Ebert. these years of living with you, it's mm-hmm. helped me. Yep. Mm-hmm. I watch a lot of movies. Yep. And you tolerate that. No, you don't watch a lot of movies. You like know a lot about movies. It's kind of my thing. <laughs> all right. Well, next time, we'll see you next time from Holly Weird. <laughs> Good morning, good afternoon, good night. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs>